0: Hello, I am Joe Rycroft.
1: And I'm Adam Hewitt. Welcome to the Exercise Right podcast. The show where we delve deep into the world of exercise, rehabilitation and wellness.
0: A fun, non-drab approach where Adam and I will be talking about all things exercise, physiology, health and rehabilitation, whilst debunking myths, making some complex science a lot more simple and giving you some tips and tricks to improve your health and wellbeing.
1: Each week we will host guest speakers who are experts in their field. And hear from you, the listener, to answer any of your questions. Good evening, Joe. How are you doing?
0: Good evening. I am very well, thanks. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm actually really, really good. I feel like it's a little bit nonstop today. I've uh,
0: rushing around. Basically,
1: rush around and suddenly getting in. But I'm. It feels like a good, a good day to do it. Um, I. Well, yeah. How are you doing? How's things?
0: um also good so as always <laughs> running around like a i always say like a headless chicken but there is a little <laughs> bit of order to it sometimes um but it's been a nice been a nice sunny day today the first bit of sunshine we've had which always i think just makes every day a little bit better when you can yeah. get out i actually purposefully um hook ned out in the middle of the afternoon which i don't usually do and then work a bit later in the evening because like oh, i nice. need daylight vitamin d it's, it's actually really sun.
1: interesting and, and actually yeah, probably well, we're gonna we're gonna tenuously but also like we planned it link into what we're gonna talk about. But, but certainly in my job, I've got a new job, which is great, but I um I don't get much outside now. And um, I'm oh. certainly conscious of how do I take care of myself and mm. how do I do that. But um on that particular note, which is probably worth us piling in, we've been so waylaid and focused and passionate on getting guests in, we have not actually had any insight on us, which we did in the first two series, I think. So
0: Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it?
1: We certainly wanted to yeah. I mean we we sort of spoke a bit about fatherhood before. We spoke a bit about um areas and where we are, correspondence episodes, introducing ourselves a bit more. If you haven't listened, go back and listen, guys. But um we actually thought about how do we, we're just talking for the listeners value. How do we talk about what we do and how do we talk about, how do we take care of ourselves in what we do? So that's where we're at. And I thought we, we actually think it's a very worthy perspective and we are people who practice, preach, maybe more preach than practice sometimes, how to be healthy, how to lead interventions of being healthier, and how to take care of yourself. And sometimes, and I've just alluded to one point, lack of vitamin D, because the routine is probably really difficult. So that's what we're going to go with today. We're going to fly with an open, unedited, probably not unedited, but we'll go with slightly unedited. Adam and Gosh. Joe correspondence episode <clears throat> on how do we t- how do we take care of ourselves so we can then take care of others there's our title
0: there we go we've got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. straight off
1: so Joe let's open up on you let's go a bit in you because I'm always talking about my bloody self and the listeners are bored of it our, list- our depleting listeners are bored of hearing Adam talk about himself so what does an average day look like for you
0: ooh what does an average day look like for Joe Rycroft? Firstly, yeah. I'd say I'm not sure there is such thing as, a, as, a, as an average day, um, but typically uh, my day will start with getting outside with Ned, my dog. Um, ideally, I try, well, in when days are going to plan, I like to try and get out for a, a good hour or so in the morning. Um, so I get out at bed nice and early, usually around six o'clock-ish, and then uh, I will, see clients from either seven o'clock or eight o'clock in the morning um some of my days will be entirely client focused so i'll see people through the morning have have a lunch break and then into the afternoon and potentially the evening other days uh when i'm doing more of my university work we'll see clients first thing for example like seven eight o'clock dive into office work uh, and then dive back into sessions post office hours so it's a little bit of a a sandwich day, which I tend to call it. Um, and then other days, if I'm uh teaching or if I'm in meetings, it'll be entirely out of um out of office and usually on a train at six o'clock in the morning to Liverpool and back for the evening. So a little three, three example days for you there. And how often those days occur depend on what week it is and where I'm at with my work and where I'm at with my university work.
1: And I think um, importantly, I think we're realistic about our industry. We're realistic about our trade because I would suggest probably long gone are the days where you work a nine to five job in any Uh, job.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I
1: don't think that's a thing. And I don't think that we would suggest that we're going to, we're certainly not saying at any point we're worse off than anyone else. But I think that, there's a synergy there's a there's a comparison here in saying so it listening to you there it sounds like you do more than 40 hours a week so yeah on a broad guesstimate how many hours do you think you commit to your job a week oh it's the longest pause
0: I'll throw fifty out there, is it? But it, I don't. i never count. and I think that's probably something to really. Well, if you know. if you
1: just said you start at seven o'clock in the morning, you do your sandwich day, and you finish your day at after office hours, that's twelve in itself.
0: Yeah, easily easily a uh, twelve hours, but um... twelve
1: twelve times five.
0: Oh, that's that's not fifty. That's sixty.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wouldn't I was, say primary. my point to the
1: listeners was you're underselling yourself, though, massively.
0: Yes, yeah, like, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I think it's, um, I definitely count myself lucky that I don't know that number and maybe off the top of my head because I don't count the hours I work, if that makes sense. It's, no, you, uh, love,
1: you love what you do, and but I'm, my...
0: I juggle different areas of work, which I know, you know, man, many people probably also do. There's again, mm. there's that kind of flexible working, and there's also. Um, I guess like hybrid working and there's combining different jobs into one job as well so um,
1: I think my point to you is that and the point of the episode in the podcast is in those 60 hours we'll call it 55 for the sake of argument how do you take care of yourself what do you do to take care of yourself and rather than preaching about it maybe if you don't take care of yourself you know uh, what what areas are you struggling to take care of yourself where are you finding it really hard to manage to take care of yourself
0: oh so this is probably going to be a bit of a long answer this one but i'll try and give as much insight into the things that work very well and the things that really don't work very well and i guess in my life and i'm certainly no model example of um and i'm still learning um and i think this year especially been a really big learning curve the things that make me tick are being outside and exercise and that's not that's since I can re- pretty much remember. So if, if I don't have fresh air and exercise in my day or week, I struggle to function optimally, I'd say, and that, you know, I can remember date, that dating back to when I was little at school and just needing to get out when I got home, you know, always been out at lunchtime and that kind of translated through um, my life. So. Fresh air and exercise. Once upon a time when I had lots and lots of free time available at university, that would be very much a structured kind of training routine program. Now it's um, a little bit less structured, but like I kind of referenced before, it might be just fitting in some dog walks. Um, it might literally be putting my trainers on and going outside for five minutes because I've got a break. So number one would be that kind of, yeah, get outdoors um, into nature. Um, Two is I'm very aware of the effect that sleep has on me, but I certainly wouldn't say I'm an optimum or a model (laughs) sleep uh, example. I I know that if I get a good eight hours, I'm a much better person for it. But do I consistently get that? No. Should I? Yes. Um, So we could perhaps jump on that a bit more later. Food. (laughs) Adam will know what I'm like when I'm... (laughs) Tired and hungry, but especially uh, hungry. So, getting good your, food. You're a joy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said. <says. laughs> um, so, and I think food's something that, as obvious as it sounds, like I'm definitely someone that eats well in terms of I love cooking and I'll make sure I've got good stuff in. But actually, setting aside time through the day, and certainly when I'm on clinic days where I'm trying to get as much in as I can. Um, it's something that I guess I've surprised myself with how sometimes I can be a little bit inconsistent with that. and um... I completely
1: agree. I mean, just today, uh, you know, in three weeks into this new role, and one of the people said, Adam, I've never seen you eat. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I need to be better at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I'm probably similar, interestingly, the opposite, but people in certainly never,
1: never see you not eating.
0: No, well, they'll see me in session and they don't see me, they won't see me kind of like necessarily eating in the staff room, but it'll be that kind of like 30 seconds or a couple of minutes when before someone else has arrived, and I'll run yeah. up the stairs into the kitchen, into the fridge, get a sandwich, munch it on my way back down the stairs, bang, ready to go. Next person in, but and- but that,
1: but that in itself is what I do. So, then you see me eat. But I do eat but that in itself is if you take that out of context is that okay are you taking care of yourself there are you allowing your body time to digest are you allowing your body time to do so I'm really interested actually you said you learned a lot a lot about yourself this year Mm. talk to me a bit more about that what have you what have you done that's made you learn about yourself
0: what have I done specifically I think the I guess over a period of time, and I think this is probably something that perhaps other people that have worked for themselves or have an element of the work that is um, self-employed, I think it's safe to say I sometimes get a little bit carried away, um, and I would just take on more and more and more work, um, which is great in some respects, but, uh, you know, the saying goes, you're kind of burning the candle at both ends, I think, I probably realized early on in late spring, early summer this year that the candle was very much burnt. And uh, I had, I don't know if hit a wall is a, is the a right saying, cause I was still going about my job and things got done, but I certainly had lost that kind of spring in my step. Um, and I remember going to work one morning and, you know, you'll know what it's like and perhaps others can relate, but when you're people facing and people are paying to see you and i think i'd like to think that a lot of my clients know me as joe who's kind of energetic she's bubbly perhaps puts a smile on the face um there it's it's very hard to have a bad day or you can't really have a bad day so even if you are having a bad day you've got to kind of wind yourself up get psyched for the day and make sure that you're giving the value that people expect and want from you Uh, and that can be hard when the batteries are essentially flat. Um, so I got into clinic one morning and the first client of the day was like, Joe, are you okay? You look a bit tired. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I just need to get a bit more sleep, you know, move on, start getting into the session. And then two other people that day commented on how I looked. I thought, oh shit, <laughs> this is not good. Like I'm here practicing Preaching, educating, and trying to get people into the best possible um, state of health and well-being. And they think I look absolutely knackered. So that was probably a bit bit of a wake-up for a moment. Um and from there on, um I kind of reviewed things and thought, well, something probably needs to change. And part of that was re-adjusting. Some of the work uh one of elements of my job changed um significantly which helped and then another part of that was um speaking to getting advice from other sources um including uh like a counselor or a therapist whatever you, you want to call them but i thought time to get you know some outside assistance on um also, you know on how to juggle this thing that's called life
1: and I mean, thank you for being so open. And, hey, look, we love you on the podcast and we'll be open about it. But there were definitely times in that period where it was awkward to to ask of you because I knew you were running around from pillar to post and you could see the, the busyness, I think, in your brain, you know. And one thing that I remember saying to you vividly is, it's okay to say no to me. We just want to get this job done.
0: Mm, I remember that.
1: And I remember you, were just, it was like, it was so hard for you to say, Adam, I cannot do the editing here for this podcast. Yeah. Right. And we had a little we, you know, insight to the world and wonderful world of podcasting. It sounds like it's actually, to say it is mostly 99.9% of this is absolutely passion project. And we love every second of it, but There was a moment on the podcast where we had a little briefing and said, look, we want to get this done. Are we in or are we not? Yeah. And I think what I've always loved about you, Joe, is that you're always in, but I think I've been lucky enough to manage you directly. (laughs) And I've all been lucky enough now to work with you as a, as a friend on a passion project that we call Exercise Right UK. But you have always had that tendency. So, how did you go about it with that first session in the therapy seat and talking about what, what did you go about saying this is where I need some support? How did you well, go about I think,
0: it? Interesting. After, you know, as you've just said, right? one of the main points and I, I purposely kind of contacted someone that did a bit of that kind of combined um, like a coaching approach. So kind of a combination of that kind of like coaching business side with um your more traditional counseling methods, if that makes sense. So it was, which for me was important because I wanted someone to understand kind of the mechanics of what I wanted to achieve as well as uh, better managing myself in the moment. Um, And I think one of the first things I said was I have an inability to say no. And, you know, I have got, I know that everyone that I work with, I want to give uh, my all to and make sure that I do the best possible job for them and sometimes that from i guess at the time i was taking on more and more clients and i you know i was thinking this <laughs> it is not sustainable um and understanding why i wasn't going actually sorry i'm full you know you can join a waiting list or that type of thing it was it was quite interesting going into um kind of the reasons behind potential reasons behind that and then also um I guess learning that it's absolutely fine to say actually I can't do that right now but you know here are some options moving forwards which is a bit of a revelation in my mind
1: well I think it is and I think that I think there'll be people listening to this podcast that are going I'm a yes person um one of the things we look for when we're looking for people to join teams or interviews is, do you want to help people? And ultimately wanted to help people. One of the personality traits you're looking for is <clears throat> do you want to fix and help and be there for people? We like to layer that with an element of empathy, because I think that is a, a key thing for people. But then you have that identity piece, which is for you, your Joe Rycroft energy, your, Joe Rycroft determination to offer the same standard at seven in the morning, at seven at night. But the yes bit is, will be listened to by people listening to this podcast, I'm sure, by saying, I'm exactly the same.
0: Yeah, and And it's very interesting. Yeah, and it is, it's it's interesting, because I think one of the, um, so... One of my um, friend's mums who um, has also done some work in, I guess, um, like people management or um, that kind of counselling space, a uh, separate to, I guess, what I went through, but I remember her asking me a little bit earlier on saying, who manages you, Joe? Um, and when you work for yourself, no one manages you other than yourself. But I, what experience do I have to, you know, it's quite easy to look at other people and be like, oh, I'd change this, I'd do that. But having that kind of like self-reflection is something that I'd probably neglected. And as a as a profession, whilst other professions um are uh I guess have more uh st- structure or um guess like mentoring and supervision, I think this word I'm looking for, is built in. Um our profession doesn't necessarily have that. So you're very much standing on your own two feet. And whilst there's, you know, fantastic people around you, and I know, like you and I and others will share um, good practice, but we will also share, you know, questions or queries about um, situations that are in work-wise that we might want some outside assistance on. But ultimately, yeah. it's, it's you on your two feet, and you're in the driving seat, which It's fantastic at times, but it's also a little bit dangerous at times as well.
1: So that feeds the famine, isn't it, approach where you're able to do the work and you almost, you got this unhinged, unbridled day where you can ultimately, if you're free, that hour suddenly means revenue and money to you. And But on top of that, which is probably more poignant for you and I and people who are in the trade is... That hour means you can help somebody.
0: Yeah, and, it's not it's never really about. For well, it's, me, of course, no, not about, about the money. The but for,
1: for self-employed, it is, and
0: mm.
1: you know, and people outside of this industry probably, you know, money is a thing. Yeah. But you're right in that. Who takes care of you? So, who does take care of you? And how do you reach out to those to go? Do you know what I need a bit of help here? I'll I'll go first. <laughs> to open up the forum, but you know, we've spoken about being me being a dad, and we've spoken about all this stuff and the pressures of it and the, the change in lifestyle, etc., and ultimately embrace and love of what you're doing. But there's a really interesting thing that went around recently about how marriage is never 50 50 and it's, it's never going to be 50 50. Yeah, and actually, you need to go in and go, I'm 20 at best today, you're going to have to be 80 and it's that communication pathway. And Emma and I, she won't mind me saying it, but we weren't having arguments as such, but you we definitely were being tetchy with each other. And I just said, look, I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm struggling. I'm finding it really difficult. And I find that the expectations on me at the moment are very, very high, not from you specifically, but in general. And I'm struggling with sleep de- dep- deprivation slightly, but also the pressures of trying to do everything because we're yes people. Mm. Now, that was a really hard thing for me to come up to and say to Emma in a pre- relatively heated moment of our time as well, because we're all tired, but I had to do it. and I had to take a risk and I'm very fortunate that was listened to. So what about you?
0: That's a good question really, um, I think I'm probably notoriously bad at putting my hands up and asking for help per se, but I think one of the things that I have done is set aside time in my week which is a non-negotiable for my time or my time with um, friends, my time with Luke, my time with family. Um, and that was I guess a bit of a bit of a turning point for me because I know that on for so for me I work late on Mondays um seeing clients Tuesdays we podcast Wednesdays onwards evenings are a no-go for work and and that's something that I've pretty much I'd like to think and I don't think anyone would correct me <laughs> say wrong that I've I've managed to be quite strict with um and it you know completely um, certainly changed my week and um, I don't worry about not having time to fit the things in that I want to fit in and see the people that I want to see with and spend that quality time because it's blocked off and it's and I have to guess I've had to put those boundaries in and for me I work very well with having things diarized so for me blocking out the diary it's like nothing's going there and um, has allowed me the space to do those things. So I guess diff- probably not ant- quite answering your question, but that's probably been the area where I've gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you've rather than saying, you, you probably without even knowing, and probably Luke will be nodding his head here and saying, thanks, that's recognition. But you probably surround <laughs> yourself with people that can read you pretty well. For the listeners, it's not very hard to read, Joe. Oh, man. And, uh, <laughs> And can probably tell when you're feeling a bit tired for the listeners. It's obvious. And your willingness to be quite open and transparent as a person is probably really easy for those that love you around you to go, do you know what? You need a bit of time.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I've, I've, I, it's, it's, it's interesting even, um, you know, you know, my, um, my brother, one of my older brother with, with like, you know, stop being an idiot. You need to set aside time for this and that, and, you know, make sure that you're, you know, yeah, prioritizing the right things. And um, I guess I'm very lucky that I've got friends and a partner who love doing stuff that is completely away from any form of technology and gets you out of the house. And so when that time is set aside, it's, you know, it is very much time out. It's not, um, you're not kind of sat at home tempted to go and get the laptop open
1: yeah and i think so my take home there is ultimately the world we live in is a very much a yes demanding world in mm. um when you're working either freelance or you are in self-employed in regardless of what industry it is, and i think that's really important to say mm. because we're going to be talking to people that are going through xyz but also we're talking about people who the injuries, the contraindications to exercise might not be so obvious. So yeah. the reason why I hate our industry and let's be global about the fitness industry is, and I'll call it a phrase that's been recently used is that's the life of a PT or that's the life of an ex, ex- someone in exercise. And the expectation is they do hour days without even question, that's just how it is. And my question to that industry is really open and honest, that if we're an industry that wants to get better, if we're an industry that harnesses knowledge, expertise, and most importantly, experience, the level of burnout, which I suggesting you might have gone through, and certainly I've gone through, and the ability to work yourself out of that burnout, by compartmentalizing, structuring days off, structuring time away. The industry doesn't pay to it. The industry doesn't complement that. And if we've got people at the top saying that's the way it is, 14 hour days minimum, and then we have a drop off at the peak time of when people are beginning to be confident in their own experience. Mm. Let's call it 30, 35, 40, 40 years old, you know, in any other career, that's no time at all but it if you look around our industry how many people are practicing at 40 plus plus?
0: Yeah, and few. it's
1: not a, very few
0: yeah
1: and why is that and my focus on you as a professional is the difficulty is that i've seen so many rare talents that's a complete oxymoron but I will stick with it. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some talented people lose faith in the industry and leave because of the expectation that you've got to work 14 to 15 hour days every single day to earn a Mm. living.
0: You know, it's, um, it's, you know, we know, we know isn't sustainable, but also certainly in, in our work, you know, every day we are reminded of how short life is. We see people with life limiting illnesses. We are, constantly reminded that, you know, we have to seize the day and also, you know, the future isn't guaranteed for any of us, not to be, you know, too pessimistic, but it's that constant battle of you want to do the work, you want to help the people, but also you don't want to get down that rabbit hole um, and, you know, also lose out on some of the best years of your life, isn't it?
1: Agreed. And I think that we're talking about the reason why this podcast came about is we wanted to have experts in the field talking about experts, specialists and expert expert topics. The reason we wanted to do that is because the industry seems to be awash with people fighting to make a little name for themselves, which is great. It's an industry that needs that in a way, because we're ultimately walking, talking adverts for ourselves. But my point to this particular podcast, which I didn't think was going to go down this way, is if the industry is focused on your day, your 60 hour week day, week even, your multifaceted, varied lifestyle of teaching, keeping practice, keeping list, running from pillar to post to Liverpool to wherever it might be being sandwiching your days between creating that variety which you thrive on Mm. you were lucky in that you had a self-realization to go i'm burning here i'm burning the candles and i'm probably on my third candle rather than just burning my candle at both both ends i've probably burnt two already yeah i respect you so much in that you did something about it I want people to listen to this episode and go, I need to do something about it too. Because what Joe said to me, regardless of industry, and I reiterate that point, I'm doing the same. And I am. this is my normal. How do I get away from breaking that spiral that my industry is demanding of me? Mm. I preach and I'll bang my drum in that, The fitness industry has never been more demanding in the technology surrounding it, the demands from people understanding more about exercise. I would suggest that we're in a precipice of exercise specialists not taking care of themselves because they're naturally yes people. And the industry, I'm going to be honest with you, probably exploiting it. And then on top of that, Asking ourselves why have we got no one who's got fifteen years experience under the belt. So all of that, there we go, we fixed the fitness industry, we fixed the wellness industry in thirty seven minutes of a podcast. But my point to you, and you'll know this because I managed you, is when you work, you work hard. When you go home, you bugger off and you get out of here. And yeah. You, you're nodding away because I said I said it's you. I've actually physically kicked, and I don't mind HR listening to this, <laughs> Joe out a door before and said, go home, you're annoying me.
0: I remember me. This. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was out. Yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> you are literally like it was yesterday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's done out of love. I mean, it was a pretty good kick. I took a bit of frustration out of you. But the point of the matter is that I think I like to think I take care of my team yeah there's certainly enough industries out there that don't and my concern is who's taking care of you and i mean that you as in listeners you as in joe you as in the wider we can we can give you options we can give you pragmatic things like joe's been fantastic in showing diary management in cutting things off on a wednesday onwards in the evenings this is my time but otherwise Who is your team that's supporting you? If there's not a team supporting you, what can you do to manage your diary, to give yourself time to breathe?
0: Yeah. And I think when you get that time, you suddenly, that's so much reinforces the work that you're already doing. And you're, you know, you get your, I certainly felt I got my mojo back, got that spring in the step. And
1: you can do your job better.
0: Oh, 100%. And you're giving way more to the people that you are seeing because, you you know, you're charged. You're you're not running on empty. And
1: let's, and let's also face it. These people build relationships with you. They know you. They can know when you said it in this episode. They, knew, they know when you're not firing all the cylinders. Mm-hmm. And we know it's all about clients for us. We then talk about the interesting piece of client drop-off. How many clients, and you and probably you none because I know you very well and clients never bloody leave Joe because she that good. But <laughs> how many clients have experienced a trainer, a exercise physiologist, a personal trainer at the end of a, du- a day when they've done 14 hours and gone, well, this guy's a bit of shit. And then they've gone, I don't really fancy this person. Exercise, personal training or one-to-one training isn't really for me. When the reality is they've probably done 15 hour 14 hour day and they're running on fumes
0: but that's the problem with i would argue that you know and we know what we're identifying is but that that client should get the same service as the as the person that steps in the room at One hundred
1: percent yeah my point is that when we're taking care of each other Mm. so we as exercise specialists take care of our clients We recommend via exercise modalities, exercise interventions, exercise programs, health interventions and wellness interventions, looking at sleep, nutrition and the holistic care of how to take care of yourself better. To round up what we introduced on, who takes care of you? So the point of this podcast is to open up a bit, talk about ourselves, frankly, a little bit, because why not? But also suggest that if you're a client, tell us to have a tell us to have a rest every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it is it is a you, you joke, but you know he one does. of one one of you know one of my clients, you know, just last week said, you know, Joe, you haven't had a week off for a while, you know, because you, you obviously often you know for my clients, everyone's got their slot. Um, in the week so if, if you go away obviously there isn't a session and she said i've not not had a session for a while joe <laughs> and uh um and i think it is you know some people pick up on it which for me you know kind of instills a bit more confidence in being like oh it's okay you know i i can take a week off whereas perhaps there's some people that struggle when you take a week off or it doesn't go down as well but um you know it's you know like like we we keep reiterating we've got to look after um, ourselves and um one thing this year and that's the influence of several people but um mostly <laughs> Luke who loves the holiday as anyone will know him <laughs> he's got no problem with making sure he take, gets a good work-life balance um but there's multiple holidays that have been put in for the end of this year and next year already so um yeah and good it's, for you uh, well exactly well absolutely and I'm yeah I'm very much looking forward to it as well and something that um, I hope to keep up um, moving forwards.
1: Well, I think, like I say, and I think maybe to conclude, is that the problem is when you love your job and when you're passionate about what you do, that's the best thing we can ever do in life. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing something you love, you never work a day in your life. However, if you're doing something you love, you might never have a day off in your life as well. So, message today is if you think you're burnt out you think you're going through your candle and you're in a second pack have a think about potential interventions that might stop that spiral um if you're a yes person you're a pleaser you're people pleaser you're you get energized by being around people but you never want to say no to things like that try and set yourself a limitation Try and give yourself a bit of a breather. If you're an exercise professional, treat yourself like you would treat your client. And I say that quite a lot in my day. In that <clears throat> would you what, what would you say if your client was working 14 hour days? So the <laughs> day. Are you fooling yourself? Are you getting enough rest? Are you hydrating during the day? Are you taking a of enough breaks? Now, I hope that's been good. Bit of a change in in intact um but a good one to have and i think it's also worth it's in, invokes more conversation. so if you have any feedback any questions guys you know where we're at chuck us an email chuck us a nudge on on instagram or via email whatever it might be and we'll we'll definitely help and support but thanks very much for listening thank you be the first to hear about our new episodes and find more information by following Exercise Right UK on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.